These are my people And this is my land Welcome to episode 29 of the Southern it's Public what, Podcast. Sure 29? I'm positive because we deleted the other one. You're right. You're so, <laughs> we're, uh, <laughs> we are in, uh, Louisiana. We're in Louisiana. What's it called again? Pierre Park. Pierre Park. Part? Like, part. Like, part. like, part on your car. Part on your car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we're right here, uh. Troy Landry just left. Um, he, he, brought, he brought some gators over and shit. Um, <laughs> I forgot to record the other one, so we'll catch up on that one. Uh, oh, you oh you forgot to hit record on that one? Yep. That's all right. Your feedback? I don't know. Yeah. Oh no, that's good. I'm so glad. So, so anyway, so we're here with the guys from uh, American Hunter. We uh, we came over here to do some demos, some uh, Louisiana sportsman show, yeah, you know, all right. that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. It's been a blast. I had a good time. How many people would you say came through there? Through the building or through our booth? Through our well, I, how many people would you say we put in the saddle? Probably forty or so. Oh. I would say more than that. I'm more than that today. Maybe yeah. 20 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Forgot about yesterday. Well, why don't we go around and introduce yourself real quick? All right. Um, my and name's Scott. And what you do? I am the American Hunter Shop Rat. <laughs> 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 no, I uh, I pretty much just help my boy Ronnie out, you know, whatever he needs done. All right. Bart Beaver, uh, I would be the shop shooter and uh, I guess 3D archery range liaison for American Hunter Gun and Archery 3D range. And so for those of y'all that didn't understand that, that was Bart Beaver. <laughs> so we did Bart Beaver. Beaver on the back of the yeah. All right. Yeah. So. AKA the rodeo clown. <laughs> right. Yes, he's the rodeo clown we talked about. He was the man that day. The MC. <laughs> so. And I'm Ronnie Alpha, and I'm going to be the owner of American Hunter. <laughs> yeah, so that's all he does. That's all I do. He, he just writes <laughs> checks and stuff. That's it. Right. That's that's it. A.K.A. Crescent Ranch? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Jeremy Lang. I'm the, I'm the go-to man. That's right. Go-to guy. American go-to guy. You have put together a team. Like, these dudes all literally give a shit about what happens. These guys, I don't know how they were brought to me, but it just kind of works out. Well, I'm telling you, I didn't handpick these guys. They just showed up. They're <laughs> like, hey, we, can, we be, can we be friends with you? <laughs> well, me and Debbie's been friends since first, second grade. Really? Yes. God dang, that's so we awesome. knew each other growing up. Yeah, yeah. And myself, like half, two-thirds of the people that shot 3D in our area, we all cut our teeth at American Hunter, literally. 2009, 10, and 11, there was a group of probably 15 to 25 or 30 of us. We didn't care if we won. 
it was just about bragging rights and I beat you. Right. And it's kind of manifested over the years. Equipment got better, things change, you get better equipment, shoot different classes, you get more competitive. And how many of those guys are still shooting? Uh there's a there's a couple. Some of them have moved to other states. Yeah. Uh some of them are actually shooting semi pro classes in ASA now and stuff like there's that. There's not many. It's no, not no. many left. I lot of them kind of just fell yeah. off. Out of the original wolf pack, I, I may be a lone duck. So. <laughs> <laughs> well we haven't gotten rid of it yet. That's what's important. <laughs> so still hanging in there. And Covington are strong. American Archery is located in Covington, Louisiana. So so how long have you been in business? The store has been there for about 39 years. I've worked there for 12, well, for 16 years, and I bought it four years ago, so almost a total of 20 years. Gotcha. I've, I've been there. So you've seen the place go through changes and, I'm sure, struggles. And I've seen it go through a lot. Yeah. I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in that place, right. and I love it. <laughs> that is the crossbow paradise of the south i swear i don't know that i've ever seen more crossbows in one place that's just at a show that's not even on the wall no i'm talking about at your shop that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm thinking it just this week yeah i don't think louisianians or whatever y'all call yourselves uh is that is that like a, that, that's my word we're rolling with it go with it i don't think they come with anything other than than crossbows so what is someone from louisiana called well, it kind of depends on what part. If you go up like where we're so, at, that, that's rednecks. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would say probably the bottom half of the state. You can consider yourself a Coonass, and it wouldn't be offensive to somebody if I'm like, absolutely not, man. We have people no. that have license plates on our farm that call us that says. Registered Coonass. Yeah. That's right. What are you talking about around here? Instead of want to be gangsters, we got want to be Coonass. <laughs> well, like we're Floridians. What is a Louisianian? Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Lousyanian. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay's Lindsay saying yes. I was right. That is correct. I got it. See? What are you Louisianian. Louisianian. What is it? Louisianian. 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 I don't know. Probably another what part of this? Lose, right? that kind of fits with the Saints. Lose, uh-huh. lose. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. We're in their house, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, right. come on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's that sound for? Who's your bull? Oh, I'm not talking. We got a couple of them. We yeah, need a couple, couple of them to see if we can make it. Well, we got the Buccaneers. I mean, look. Well, yeah, they had the Buccaneers, but they also had to get Brady to try to do something for them. Right. Well, we didn't have to try and get him. We got him and did it. That's right. So, that's uh, first conversation just went. Man, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, to that note. <laughs> so, just because you're wondering, that was a sprite. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been here at the Louisiana Sportsman Show. We got here Friday. We set up, everything started at noon, right? Yep. And then we went to five, and we had quite a bit of traffic, a lot of people sitting in saddles, and there's some, some pretty cool went, vendors. Went to seven. Seven. Went to seven yeah. last night. That's why I'm so freaking tired. <laughs> and today was nine o'clock to seven, seven, to seven. And tomorrow is ten to five. Ten to, ten to five. five. Yep. So and they're all weekend, fellas. Yeah, you ain't lying. But there was, it's a cool show. It's hot. It's hotter than fire walking outside, but there's a lot of different stuff. 
you know, it's not all about hunting. It's not all about fishing. They got people giving massages somewhere in there. Yeah, it's, oh, they are. That's like you will. You're. It's close to getting molested. <laughs> like they don't. They don't want. To, I told Jamie earlier today. I said, look, if we go by and one of those ladies says anything, you want a massage? I'm laying down on the floor, like just right here, spread eagle. Get on it. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, just just on the title, Louisiana Sportsman Show. So it's anything sportsman related, outdoor related. It doesn't matter what it is. You can be in a frisbee throwing business, and you know, you, you can you can have this awesome product. You know, when you say that they got the dog training thing, right? Oh yeah, yeah. They you know, but the, I'm a fishing you, clinic, yeah, tank, fish right. tank. They got a lot going on. But the coolest thing is, is that there's not many local, like, gun and archery businesses that sell saddle hunting gear, um, regular hunting stuff. It, it's it's you get that little, you know, area of expertise, if you will. You know, to where you get people's, you, you, you spark an interest in somebody when they walk past your booth and you're hanging out of a tree by right. a rope, you know, and some mesh. Look, like, what in the hell are they doing? Yeah. That's right. You know? Especially when it's a big old dude hanging out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like, why are these people hanging from a tree? Well, that, come on in and we'll show you. Well, you see them stop and look. That, to me, that's an invitation for us to tell them what we're doing like hey exactly you hunt yeah and we've all done very well with that too because they will get in that tree mm -hmm. oh, yeah. i'm like no 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 they walk off and before you know what they're back in the south right. and they're like because why they, did i do this earlier because they want to know what that experience is right and you, you know? don't you can talk about it and watch youtube videos and read facebook stuff but until you put your butt in the saddle like you really a number of guys today they're asking all the questions like look dude just, just get in it. It's going to answer all your questions as soon as you put your butt in that thing. Exactly. They're intimidated by it. Yeah, it's it's very yeah. intimidated. Well, in any shows like that, and I've done a few different ones for different companies and stuff, and it's you kind of get that carnival feel from Right, you have to do your best not to try and like make yourself a salesman. That's right. Yeah. right. I mean, you're trying to sell them on a product, but you it's hard to not come across like a carny right you know like that's, hey that's, you know but you that's know, why we didn't give the beaver the, the microphone <laughs> <laughs> but you know even in the store it's the same way people are intimidated by it they come in it's just me and the customer were talking about saddles and they're like no nah, i'm not ready to do this yet i'm like just come back in and get in it they get in and they're like okay i'll take one right seriously yeah, it's, it that, is. it's that easy it's it, it's just so different and once you sit in it, you feel safe. Yes. You know, and they think it's not going to feel safe. So, like, you're just hanging there. Well, well you're not. You're not. Well, that's your harness. Right. You're, at least you're constantly have some tension, so you're not. You don't get that little heart attack fall. That and they can't get over the fact that they're hanging out over nothing. Like when you're when you're like when you're in a lock on or a climber, you've got you've got the tree to your back. Yes, you're like against, I, I've got something to fall against, right. and you're going against That's the tree. You're, you're you're letting gravity pull you backwards. Right. So getting getting over that and trusting the gear is is the biggest thing. That's the most important thing. You've got to trust your equipment. Yep. The wheel of faith. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah. You see people holding on like, oh shit, mm-hmm. oh shit, uh, oh, yeah. right, <laughs> right. Yep. Well, so what? So an American Hunter, you guys carry which saddles? Latitude, Buzzer Roost, and Trophy Line. And you got trophy lines, all their all sticks, their sticks and their forms. Um, yeah, yeah. Knee pads, the the back back band band. That's it. No. Yeah, we call it the brace, the back band. So we have all of their accessories. You know, it's so people can come even to our events, try these things on, and anyone close enough to you that can get to your place can come by. They don't even they, have to be. That they close. call they the store call me and order it, and I'll ship it. Uh, okay, yeah, that's right. awesome. Because you know the sort the, the the shortage with these manufacturers where they having these you know order delays or right. manufacturing delays. We actually have it at the store, and all I have to do is just call us, and then we can ship it to them with a credit card. And we'll ship it a lot quicker than sometimes the manufacturer. Oh yeah, they'll ship same day. Same day. Yeah, so if, if unless it's a Saturday, because UPS doesn't run. Right. <laughs> so yeah, so if, if they come to any bar events or even this one this weekend that they've been to, they can call you up, tell you what they want, pay for it over the phone, you ship it right to the house. Absolutely. Or they can actually see me because I'll be hanging out with y'all. Yeah, you're gonna come to uh, Pearl from Mississippi. I am, and uh, I just want to give a uh, a shout out to um, one of. Uh, Southern Public Podcast listeners, John Porsche. I hope I said your name right, but uh, I know you listen to all of these uh, podcasts and whatnot. But uh, on behalf of myself and American Hunter, we actually appreciated you coming to our booth and um, you know letting us help you out, answer all your questions, um, and help you make an informed, better decision on your saddle upgrade. So thank you for coming out and hanging out with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. I so, appreciate the input. So the only thing that that like stuck out in my head was that this Louisiana guy had a hard time pronouncing a regular word, Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of us were like, like Hunter. What what was his name? Bro. Bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Like that's yeah. not even how you spell bro. <laughs> it, was it, it's, it had like three vowels or four vowels and it yeah, ended with an X. Yeah, you just yeah. put an X yeah. at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. Uh, I hope they never have a show with Blue T. I can't wait for them to tell what the wife for that. Blue T. That is correct. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, we still need to get out of Louisiana, so maybe we shouldn't pick on this shit too much. <laughs> Our vehicle is a little recognizable. A little yeah. bit. But yeah, if, uh, you know, anybody that listens to uh, Southern Public Podcast, all that tribe before you buy events, um, Pearl, Mississippi, there will be a representative from American Hunter who will have um, some Buzzard Roost product, some Latitude, and uh, Trophy Line. <laughs> 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 so yeah, we'll we'll have we'll have saddles available for sale there. So, all right. So they won't be tethered, but we will have. <laughs> now those guys are all right. Yeah, I know. Tethered Gobble, guys should we gobble again? No, <laughs> no. <clears throat> all right. So. 
Scott. What's that dead silence? What, yeah, that's right. I can't stand dead silence. I'm like, all right, we're going to talk about that. I'm sorry. What, uh, what bow setup are you shooting? I shoot the um, Matthews V3X33 in ambush. What for how long? About three weeks. Yeah. Well, technically, technically, it's just been shot in the indoor range because we're still in the build process. We're about 90% there. What broadheads and arrows are you shooting? Well, let's see. Um, Mr. Bart Beaver here built me a sick set of bull tip airstrikes. Um, but I'm going to let him tell you what's all in it because I have no idea. <laughs> All right, that's awesome. <laughs> um, well, let's get Ronnie. Go ahead. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. <laughs> you're going, Bart. You were looking lonely. <laughs> In case anybody was wondering, Bart Beaver is, from what I understand or what I was told, he's like the uh, Arrow Whisperer. <laughs> go ahead, Bart. Yeah. Tell him. I have a certain process that I have to do, and. In my mind, I think it does build the best era that can possibly be built. There have been thousands and thousands of animals that were killed with eras off of the shelf that were cut, inserts glued in, a broadhead put on there, and it does fine. But in my mind, archery is all about consistency and confidence. If I build these eras this way and I tune my bow the certain way that I like to tune it and it comes out right, it gives me more confidence whether I'm on a 3D range or hunting deer. You're, you're kind of an archery geek. Yes, You I geek am. out over... I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm known in at least two states as a tinkerer. If one turn is good, two turns had to be better. That's I'm not sure that's not alone. Tinker Bell? But yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> tinker, all right. All right. But I'm not going to leave anything alone. Uh, anybody that knows me knows that. I have to I have to take the boat out of tune to see what this does, just for my personal knowledge. I need to know what that's going to do. It and just gives you the confidence that's for right. you to shoot. And Which your confidence will pass it. You'll push that confidence on the sky just because you're so confident in what you're doing. He's like, that guy must know what the hell he's talking about. Oh, yeah. so. It's like he takes a perfectly good machine and strips it down to bare nothing to see what it'll do and then he builds off of that yeah yeah well here's a great thing about bart guys about something great about he, him he's, a, he's about <laughs> i was saying i'm waiting for this he's about as country as you can get he's rodeoed he shoots animals he's, he's an archery guru guy but he's got a stud in his tongue <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to ask that. that threw me for a loop when we met you guys at your event. I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you got to have that for the arrow was free. No. Yeah, you tuned <laughs> <laughs> He's so good at building arrows, it's a field tip. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Most people try and get away from the lisp. He purposely puts it in there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. it, he, enjoy, he works it well. It, it is yeah, that's what she said. funny, but uh, true story. Can't make it up if I tried. When I was a kid, I almost bit my tongue off. Not, I nicked my tongue. I was bleeding. You could take two fingers and stick it through the middle of my tongue. Uh, it was a monkey bar accident. And I, I mean, it was severed. It, it was 
it was bad enough that all I could do was watch my cousin running away screaming. <laughs> and I opened my mouth and bent over. I was uh, six years old, I believe. And the blood was flowing out so fast I couldn't catch my breath. Because oh. I actually cut the main artery in your tongue and I decided maybe I don't need that. So the funny thing, after I got numerous stitches in my tongue, when for whatever reason, I went to a tattoo parlor and a guy grabs a pair of pliers and pulls my tongue out and decides to stick a needle through it. He actually did it right in front of that scar. Um, so I always told everybody that's like a hinge. That's what I did. It's just holding it together. Just holding it together. So where are you from? Because you're not, you don't, you don't have that Cajun accent. No, I'm from Amy, Louisiana. Born and raised. I, I didn't. You know, I don't even want to go there with the A meat. A meat is so small. I think you have what one one traffic light, or is it called? No, we, we, we have. We, we finally got a few traffic lights, uh, but it is a very small town. But we're expanding. We got a Walmart. Yeah, I was gonna say we, it's we, so big now they call it B meat. <laughs> When, and we have just about every fast food restaurant I think that there is because the sign as you're coming into Amy uh, and we have like service stations everywhere so the sign coming into Amy literally just says eat here and get gas and that's it <laughs> but or shop at Walmart yeah or shop at Walmart super Walmart and, it, it, is. it is and we have like four hotels I think three or four hotels I don't know who's staying in Amy is it southern, is it southern Louisiana is down here Yes, it's in Tanspo Parish. It's just a couple of parishes over from okay. where we're at. So All right. uh, we are just north of the lake. So how did you lose? You just never got the accent. Didn't get the accent. I got whatever this I got, but I'm the only person in the family that even talks like this. The rest of them's educated. Maybe from the so. tongue. <laughs> from all that around rodeos, yeah. Uh, from chasing bulls around the yeah, But every time I go to say chasing yeah, every time I go to say something, and somebody they go what, and they go it's your accent. They don't understand what you're saying. Well, I didn't ask for this. This is just how I talk. And I didn't think I talked that bad. Until I listened to myself on a voicemail one time, and I'm trying to figure out oh, he was a, what the hell is that guy on my wife's phone, and what is he talking about? Wait till this podcast comes out, you'd be like, oh my god, I'm never doing that again. But this, this is what happens because uh, uh, on Fridays, uh, my job only work Monday through Thursday, so every yep. Friday, yeah. You won't give me one. So, <laughs> every Friday, I go down there to button for punishment, apparently. But So I go helping shop on Fridays and some Saturdays if I need it. Uh, or if we have a tournament on a you know, three-year tournament on Saturday. Um, this is, whether we're busy or not busy, this is how our day goes. We have all been working on a gun, working on a boat, waiting on the customer, doing this, picking up. We still have this uh, atmosphere you know yeah. and it, it's in between it's in between like the coffee shop atmosphere where you come in you sit down and you visit maybe a little touch of the local pub after work and you're kidding around it's almost like when you walk in the door to American Hunter now th this is my personal experience walking into the doors of American Hunter <laughs> think about back in the 50s when you would go and trust me i'm not born in the 50s i'm just saying <laughs> being in the 50s where you go into your local barber shop right 
know, everybody the locals. just sits down and everybody just talks about whatever. Right. You know what I compare it to? That is the atmosphere that that Ronnie, I guess, has just like when you walk in. You feel like you're in a in, right. in, in your house. It's an accident. I kind of I kind of get that same vibe like when you watch Coming to America when they have the <laughs> barbershop, yeah. you know, and Conte Quinte. Uh, and I, it reminds me of walking into the haunted house. That's that's, yeah. what, that's yeah. the atmosphere yeah. that I was trying to get. I want people to come have a good time. Look, man, if you want to bring a beer, bring a beer, drink a beer, I don't care. Right. Let's, let's hang out, talk deer hunting. That's what we did. Talk fishing, talk whatever. But like the old school hunting camp. You know the ones that if it's brown, it's down kind of hunting camp? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a very welcoming atmosphere. Yeah. You know, and that's you, can go to, you can go to a big box store, and they don't give two shits about you, right? All they want to do is they want to sell you something. You walk into American Hunter. They want to keep you as a customer for the rest of your life. Yeah, you become a friend. That's right. Oh, yeah. And I think we, we brought it up on the podcast that we did after we, we were here in April for your your event that you had there at Covington. I keep wanting to call it Covington. American Hunter. At American Archery in Covington. American Hunter. What did I say? American archery. Holy I mean, shit. Archery stuff. We have a yeah. really Come on, Doug. We have a it's really that American place in Covington. In case anybody wants to really know, okay, Doug and, Jam- and Jamie with his crew, they put over 250 people's butts in a saddle. Yeah. Okay, in one day, one day, 250 people. That's that was outstanding. That's a lot because the porta potties only put three hundred bucks on there. So I mean, y'all had like, <laughs> <laughs> and we only had three porta potties. <laughs> so y'all but, uh, good, good statistics. But one of the things we talked about when we did our 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 podcast afterwards on that was that we kind of felt like just in that one day that we were, I mean we we got there Friday night. But just spending that one day with you guys, we we made friends for life. Absolutely, you know, and and that's that's just a testament to how you guys run your business. That's how it's supposed to be, right? And we we had this conversation, you know, about that. There's not very many local of your mom and pop shops left that are like that. And I don't know if it's. It's because they're only having a fifty-dollar day or whatever, so they just want to push stuff on you. Um, you know, but you don't people, get that welcome. What people have to realize, though, it's it's not about making a dollar. It's about doing what we love. Right. And we absolutely love it. Like I say, it's the passion that drives us. I say it all the time, and it's true. That's, so that's what keeps us going. Well, yeah. We can treat your customers right, dude, and everything's like that. Everybody's like family, dude. The money's coming. That's right. I mean, it, it, it all works out. It's that's not even the important part of it. It's about the customer service. It's about seeing people be successful with what we've helped them. Yeah. And, and at American Hunter, you know, from from my recent, you know, just being around them, um, it, it's it's like you, you just want to go there, sit in a rocking chair, and just talk about. Whether you had a good day, whether you had a bad day, it, 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 it doesn't matter. You don't have to go in there wanting to buy something. You know? We have people every single day that walk through them doors and they'll sit right in front of the register in, in, in the rocking chairs or on the bench and they'll just talk about their day. 
Right. And typically yeah. we'll sit right there with mm-hmm. them and we will breeze. Yeah. Yeah, that's something you don't see much in the Man, take a load off. You know? Right. Just come really get stuff off your chest. Yeah. Don't you go home and make your wife happy. You know? We're right. trying we're trying to bust the mold on the stereotypical well, I can't go to this store because I shoot brand X and they only sell brand Y. It doesn't matter. They're, at the end of the day, outside of Ronnie, he's kind of a fanboy on certain things. <laughs> but, no, that was just um, no, that bully Yeah. They, uh, everybody that comes in, it doesn't matter what brand, era, both, release, site, it doesn't matter. We'll work on it. Help you with it, whatever we can do. If you have a question on this, okay, well, here's this answer. I'm going to let you know this over here, good or bad, about your product, you know, and it's all personal experience. Uh, this is what I found, what I didn't find. This is what we heard. We've had other customers that did this. Uh, they asked about crossbows, okay, well, what's the best bang for the buck? Okay, well, what are you looking to do? Are you looking to uh, strictly hunt with a crossbow? Are you looking for something to have fun with in the family outside? We're going to you know, shoot long range. You know, what's the ultimate goal here? And what is your spending limit? Whether it's a gun, rifle, crossbow, it doesn't matter. Just as an example. Uh, and when people come in, they say, well, I, I don't know. That is an awesome answer because they have no preconceived notion of I already know because I've been somewhere else and they said I need this. Yeah. No, we're going to tell you this is what we have, this is what we can get, this is the feedback we've got off of these products. And we're going to sell you pretty much what you want, not what we think you need. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And that's important. Because if, you're, if your budget's 500 you don't want somebody pushing, well, you need to get this $1,200 one. Or you're right. Everybody's got a different price point on everything you buy. It doesn't matter what it is, a truck, a bow, a gun, a scope. And all you of them serve a purpose. That's right. Yes. And guess what? They all work at the end of the day. We're all on the same team. We're not trying to just... And it doesn't. Rich. And it doesn't matter what any of us shoot at that shop. We're not trying to get somebody into a bow that we shoot. Right. right. We shoot what we shoot because it fits our style. So we're trying to get that experience to the person that comes through the door. We're going to set you up with how you shoot and what fits you. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the three archery rings, and we hear it almost every day. Hey, uh, we've got next week, two weeks, whatever, we've got this 3D shoot coming. I don't shoot good enough to shoot tournaments. Well, if you don't shoot good enough to go have fun in t-shirt weather with your buddies, you're not shooting good enough to get 20 foot off the ground and try and harvest an animal. You know what I mean? Then that's the way I look at it, right, wrong, or indifferent. That's my personal opinion on it. If you can't handle a little bit of t-shirt pressure with your buddies over who wins buys a beer, you're not going to be able to handle there's a 165 inch monster at 20 steps. Right. No, it's, 12 inch spike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, in my case, 120 pound though, whatever it is. But, you know, and they, oh, well, I can't do that. Or another one we hear all the time is, well, I can't compete with those guys because this guy shoots brand X, that guy shoots brand Y, this guy has this accessory on his boat. And we have something I've come to call range bullies. And everybody has them. We don't have really any, but I've been to some places they have what we call range bullies. 
And they're the guys that take 20 minutes to put your bow together and they have big dramatic things that they do and oh well I just I hate to even say this but I just shot a quarter size grouping at a hundred and I do this and I do that. Can you just tell me a story? Yeah, yeah I was gonna say I hate to even say that. Exactly. Right, but, right, you know, but they do that. They do that and then before they ever leave the practice bags, they're already getting in people's heads and the new guys are like, Well, I can't compete with that guy. Right. He's got four thousand dollars in his setup and he does this fancy arrow twirl and he's got this and he's got that and it's like, Well, I quit. Well, why? Because I can tell you right now, not myself, because I'm not that good, but I know guys right now that I can Whatever. give them a hunting bow and go put them in any of the open classes and they can compete for money. And they're going to surprise you with what they can do with just standard hunting equipment, not even a target setup. And we try to get people to come out, come have a good time. Tell you what, you don't want to be in a tournament? That's not a problem. You ever shot before? No, I just bought a boat from you the other day. Tell you what, take your kid, go shoot the range for free this time. Come back, tell me what you like. Is this something you want to do again? Bring your family yeah, back? You might, you might yeah. learn something. Oh, oh, yeah. right. you, might, you might get in with a good group of people that you didn't know. You meet a ton of You just people. never know. I have met, I don't even know how many people I've met strictly through archery over the last however many, 14, 15 years. Yeah. And I mean really good friends, like the kind of friend I'm in the ditch at three in the morning type friends, you know what I'm saying? Not just, oh, I talk to them at a tournament. I mean, really consider them close friends and it was all through archery. That's the way it's supposed to be. Everybody's kind of helping everybody out. Come out and shoot, you like it, you don't want to be in a tournament, it's $10 a person, go shoot a fun round. Go shoot 20 targets, have a good time, bring your wife, your kids, whatever, and it's you don't have to spend thousands of dollars on some big target setup. And you, know how, you know how I rate my friends? Uh-oh. Uh -oh. The same way you do. I'm okay. like, I'm like, who, if I, who, who can I call? I just got arrested. It's three o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Who's right. gonna actually? That's get when you right. go. Hey Doug, can I get? Fuck no, dude. I ain't coming to get you. No, my my answer's gonna be, is Tammy gonna get there before me? Uh -huh. uh, no. <laughs> and you know, and another thing that 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 comes to mind for me is what separates American Hunter from you know anybody else is that we welcome feedback criticism you know things that right. let's say you know isn't going uh, to the direction that somebody wanted to we, 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 we welcome that criticism we welcome that feedback because what it does is <clears throat> it makes American Hunter as a whole get better you're not gonna some people they don't like the criticism right. and they want to just hurry that person out of the door. We don't want that. We want people to come in and say, hey look, this is what's you know, this is what's going on, this is what I think I need, or this is what I think you know y'all should do. And we listen to that, we take that feedback, we put it in a situation the way, okay, what can we do to make it better? And that's where American Hunter is going. We're going to make things better for that personal connection, that experience for people when they come in and they want to keep coming to America come before they go somewhere else. Right? A lot of times that criticism can be just a misconception or a misunderstanding of like we're talking with Benny about about saddles, you know. Huh? Somebody may criticize something on your saddle 
Because it's a lack of knowledge. Sure. So if you accept that criticism, that gives you the time and the opportunity to explain to them. Well, you, you did the process. You almost had it right, but this was the end game. You know. Right. So if you if if you'd followed it to the this is this was our goal, and then oh okay, well now that makes sense. That's you right. know, sometimes you got to explain it a little bit. Right. What we tend to, because we take it for granted, because we do it all the time. Right. And and yeah, so good. they may they may come across as being as as they're criticizing or critiquing, but it's just some a lot of times just a lack of knowledge of of the steps of of how to get to what you were trying to do in the first place. That's right. Yeah. So we I asked the question to Bart of. What's your setup? And we've been talking for 20 minutes. That's why I tried to skip it. Because, because it went a whole different direction. Bart, Bart has, Bart. Bart has probably, I don't know, what, nine setups? Oh, let's go. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. So, okay. yeah, we can talk, wait, Bart, we talk wait, about wait, wait. Bart's setups. We're going to be here so far. Right. We, and he, Matthews. And he does have a release. Just yeah. leave it at that. And, yeah. you, and you shoot the same arrows you set up for Scott. Yes. All right, very good. <laughs> <laughs> On the Ronnie. Uh-huh. Oh. AKA Ronnie James. Ronnie James. <laughs> right now, actually, I don't have a bow. So, wait for last time year. out. He does have a bow because he made some kind of statement to Jeremy about he'll oh, take any bow in I the store. Yes. Okay, okay any bow in the store yes. that he will take and he will shoot for the 2023-24 season. And Jeremy, I'll let you take over. So, 23, 20, that's a whole other year away. 22-23. So me being me, I went to the old used bow rack and I found <laughs> a diamond infinite edge. <laughs> Pulled it off the shelf there. Is it purple? No. no. Oh, I'm glad <laughs> it's not Brought it back purple. over there. And I also found some old aluminum mirrors we just happen to have laying around. <laughs> so his setup this year is going to consist of a diamond infinite edge. But tell everybody what, you, what you really shoot. So last year, actually, I shot a Hoyt. I don't even sell Hoyt, but I had to know what the big ruckus was about I, people were talking so I went to a, a friend of mine who has a shop and I purchased a Hoyt and I shot it I loved it I killed quite a few deer with it this year I get to shoot the Diamond Infinite Edge and I'm probably going to rig out a V3X for <laughs> 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 backup whenever that thing fails but not that it will he has jumped the fence Grim Reaper Grim Reaper Grim Reaper the best what, what brought hey. you what rage? Rage. rage? rage. I'm I'm actually transitioning to a Grim Reaper just because Ronnie said how wonderful it is. But I actually, I actually saw. Hang on, I actually saw a Grim Reaper shot out of Bart's bow through a eighth inch piece. Ronnie Ronnie's arrow. Okay, through an eighth inch piece of aluminum. And I'm telling you, this thing had. Probably what a very small uh, bend in the blade. Not not the first shot. That was the, the second the shot. First shot. Okay, that and the it, it literally went what about twenty yards. It went through the through blade. The blade through the blade started. about twenty yards on the other well, side, side of the creek. Yeah. yeah. That's almost as good as what the tripan did. So, so I just come <laughs> so this gave me an idea. So just a little sidebar for like the so have y'all seen the the Goodwill challenge? No. So like it's a couple thing like. 
you go in with your wife and you go to Goodwill, they close their eyes, they run their hand down the rack and you tell them to stop and whatever it lands on, they have to pick that like a blouse. They have to buy it and wear it. And then you have to wear it out. My so, wife would not do that. So we should do a like a pawn shop challenge where we go to a pawn shop and pick a bow out. And you can't use your own bow until you kill something with that one. Right. It may be an old white tail too. That was kind of what we did with my bow situation. So I said, look, y'all, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, to be honest. So really what I'm kind of doing here is trying to prove a point, especially to new bow hunters, that it's not about your equipment. It's about how much practice you put in. It's about how you set up. You know, are the deer going to be where you think they're going to be? And then shoot them and kill them. It's not that difficult. A $300 bow will kill a deer just as slow as The first bow that I ever killed a deer with, bought it at a pawn shop. It was an old Indian archery, laminated limbs. Mm -hmm. Like at 30 yards, it had about a six foot arc to it and and so and and this was not knowing shit about archery hunting so i bought the bow from the guy i think i paid like 75 bucks for it and it had the 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 lot the two-prong launcher rest on it yeah tm hunter Hunter. and uh so i ended up like building an overdraw put an overdraw on it and overdrive (laughs) so (laughs) so but to top it off he had a five gallon bucket of mixed aluminum arrows grab you five or six arrows out of there so i just found the ones that had the prettiest and the nicest veins on them you know and like had field points and so i took those so it may have been a, a 2116 and double so what we would do is we'd take a piece of, of paper and we'd tape it to that overdraw and you'd draw back and you'd shoot and if it didn't hit the paper you'd pull it back some more. Mm-hmm. Draw back and shoot and you just keep moving it back until it hit it hit that paper and then you knew you, you, you were close. You were, you, that's where you wanted to be. That was the most you could get out of it. Jerry, what are you shooting? Well, kind of like Ronnie, middle through last season, uh, I actually sold my bow. Um, I shot a Halon. But I think this year I'm going to go to a, probably a V3X. You yeah. think? So it's... I see a pattern starting. One would call it a trend. <laughs> what, wait until the last minute to I'm set so your bow up? Wait until the last minute because you only work at an archery shop every day. So right. not like you have access to any archery. Well, look, when I got Bart there, Bart can teach me everything. I mean, Bart's forgotten more than I know about archery. Right. But anyway, um, I'm just saying, for Ronnie's sake, I'm just glad that Bear Apprentice, too. We're going to go to the 28 inch drop. <laughs> hey, look, I'd roll with it. If it had fit me, I, I just couldn't do it. So everyone at this table is shooting a Matthews. No, I'm shooting Diamond Infinite Edge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's shooting Diamond Infinite Edge. Y'all watch that. Hey, you want me to take that challenge with you? 
Come on. I'll do a pink one. <laughs> My fiance's got a pink. No, you won't. The fuck I won't. Uh-huh. Bring it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Look, bring that it. That would be we'll, awesome. We'll I'm, I'm serious. Look, I'll do it. Take we'll, pictures. We'll post, we'll post this on our page, on your page, just to prove it can be done. I'll do it. Doug's also, also promised to to shoot a deer wearing his Grinch outfit. That's going to happen too. With that bow. It doesn't matter because guess what? That'll just prove it'll kill that stereotype. You don't have to have this type of bow. You don't have to have two deer. Yeah, even a complete idiot can kill a deer. I think it's even got pink, like pink. Victory arrows or something <laughs> like that. Nice. The bow or the Grinch outfit. The bow. <laughs> I'll do it. Dude, I'll do it aside when I'm building my arrows. They're gonna be pink fletchings. You know how bright those things are. Oh, you can find those things in the, the ground. Yeah. And he's gonna have pink luminox. You need, to borrow, you need to borrow my Prius? Legit. <laughs> <laughs> you got yeah, back rims? You got to the hunt camp in your Prius, isn't it? Hey, where, where the price of gas is going, I'll put some mutters on that bitch and roll out. <laughs> so. yeah, and that's that's something else. I don't even know why this just came to mind, but uh, yes, I do have a mind. I know everybody at this table just went, what? Uh, whenever you set up a new boat, there's certain accessories that people want or don't want for certain reasons um you don't have to buy the most expensive bow off the shelf you don't have to buy the most expensive slide off the shelf most expensive breasts you don't have to have a front and a back stabilizer and all that kind of stuff you can walk in and purchase a bow a sight and a rest and it release and errors and you're killing deer but, you know but, period you don't have to have you have to shoot the, the biggest yeah. thing you gotta have confidence in your equipment you right. got to shoot it you've got to know it you've got to have the confidence exactly but 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 ask yourself this how many people that walk into any any shop for a bow that knows exactly what every component of that piece of equipment does oh yeah not not many you know so many? why do you have to have let's just say for instance a hamski epsilon. Why do you have to have that as opposed to Matthews Integrate? A Matthews yeah. Integrate or a QAD. That's why you have to have this because of I like those blue talking. eye socket things that go on the string. I don't. <laughs> what? Like, I, you know, like, what is he talking about? What? what? Right. You know, like the like, important things as far as like the size of your peep. Like things like that matter. You, you know what I'm peep. saying? You said peep? A peep sight. Yeah, that eye socket. That's the eye socket. That's the eye socket thing, right? You know, so <laughs> things like that matter, you know? It does, it does and again, the, the confidence thing. If you pick up a bow and you put, rig it all out, front bar, back bar, and you go through 98,000 different tuning processes and everything is just perfect. And you're confident in that setup, you're going to shoot that setup great. Unless you're far and you're going to start turning wrenches. Then you're going to take it all apart and do it again. <laughs> so, so when you tune arrows, do you tune them, you fletch us to start and then? No, I actually. Oh, Bart, tell them your process. I have oh, a, how I, much time is this going to take? I, I have a process. I don't know how long it's going to Give them the elementary version of your process. Cliff notes. Cliff, Cliff notes. notes. My process is I cut the hair from each end. I cut the back end of the hair first. Why do you do that? 
I like to square the back end. You set yourself up. You know, to make sure that the knot, the knot end to me is more important than the front end a lot of times. So that's what I, she said. Yes, that's, right, that's what I'm talking about. But I cut off the back end, uh, I square it, I actually take a silver sharpie and I color the back end of the arrow. And then I put it on the squaring device and I roll the arrow until all the sharpie's gone. So it's square, put the knock in the arrow. And what he means by the end of the arrow is the edge. The edge of the arrow. Yes. <laughs> and we actually square it so it's flush. So how do you know your sharpie line square? I don't. I'm just that. I just mind fucked <laughs> He's very OCD when it comes to building an arrow. Trust me. But I will say this. It works. It does. It does, it does work. We put it on the boat. We draw it back. We mark it where we want it. Uh, this is the very short version. It's not actually, there's some steps I've taken there before that. But we mark it. We cut it. We square that into the arrow. Um, and we put the insert fill point on, get all that done and we'll go to the paper tuner and we'll get about six feet or so from the paper tuner and we put air in there and we shoot it. I'm not worried about it being a bullet hole. We'll actually shoot it and then we'll give the air a quarter turn each time until it gets as close to a bullet hole as we can possibly get it. We may make some minor adjustments to the bow. The biggest deal is we want all the airs to flex coming off the bow the same. Again, billions of animals have been killed with standard arrows that were cut and put Walmart on. Walmart arrows. Yes, Walmart arrows, if you will. But uh, then uh, whenever I go to fletch them, we actually will have it marked. And we put the top vein on that mark. That way every arrow comes off the boat exactly. So the short answer is yes, you do paper tune them without fletching we do paper tune without fletching <laughs> now my, per got that? my personal setup we actually i actually tune all my bows we, i do some bear shaft tuning where we actually tune the bow without any fletchings on it and in my opinion it does make a difference i've got i've seen a lot of uh downrange accuracy because of it i'll say do you have to do it? No. Does that give me a little extra confidence? Yes. That's how I prove to people that you cannot paper tune a whisker biscuit. And you can bear shaft. You yeah. can bear shaft tune it yeah. and get it to punch bullets as soon as you put fletches on. That's how you get babies. It's food. That's how you get babies. <laughs> you bear shaft it. Somebody's pregnant. <laughs> so, so you, so the guys with Southern Public podcast, y'all ask us what we shoot. Jamie, what do you shoot? I shoot a Matthews Triax. Okay, I, I see a trend going. Oh, yeah, it's a crossbow kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll kind of think you were a crossbow kind of guy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, shoot, I, mean, I shoot you know, Eastern Bowfire arrows no. and, and uh, slip trick broadheads. Okay. All right. Go next. I guess I'm shooting a diamond. I like your style. <laughs> hey, all right. So you are shooting like Victor. What do you shoot? I put first deer. V V three twenty seven. Almost like a trend. I see a trend. We all shoot Matthews except for Shane. Shane shoots a Bowtech. Yeah. He shoots that. He likes that it. carbon bow. That oh the uh, carbon icon. No, it's no, not a carbon icon. No. That was the older one. Carbon icon. That's it. Yeah. But he he also yeah, at the end of season, he picks up a rifle. Yeah. Yeah, I don't do that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I, mean, I, I think I think I'll, I'll probably take my rifle maybe two or three times in a season. 
Just because they just get when tired. you break that, that you that kind of you kind of get frustrated. I don't think I've yeah. taken a rifle in the woods in about twelve years. Emma? Yep, you went wine and we took a rifle with you. Uh, Back yeah, it up a mountain. I, I should have been. Was that the woods? Hmm. Well, I mean, technically, it was in the trees. Was it trees? <laughs> no, it was in he the mountain. He was hanging on the yeah, side of a mountain. I didn't see those deer were Yeah, I sure did. I forgot about that. I did pack a rifle right. up there, though. Uh, if Zach would have said, hey, man, let's pack bows, I can tell you how to pack mine. It would have been a lot lighter. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. just out of curiosity, because I have to know, y'all were at the outdoor extravaganza that we had right when we were exploding arrows right and i shot my personal setup with a raised tripan through the piece of aluminum it deployed fine cut a two-inch gas through it blew right through it the grim reaper did the same thing we shot a muzzy fixed blade that did the same thing all that did awesome we shot a, a broadhead from a, another shop rat and I shot it not once, not twice, three times into a cinder block at seven yards. And the only thing I kept doing was blowing up airs. That broadhead did not have a ding on it. You could put it on another arrow and shoot it again. Swacker? Was not a swacker, it was a annihilator. annihilator. The point wasn't bent. There was no damage. It was legit, you could take it and go shoot it. Well, the good thing in Florida, like, Cinder blocks don't come into season very yeah. often. So. <laughs> no, I was going to ask one of y'all cinder blocks. <laughs> well, that's what somebody said. So I, I don't really like this broadhead because of whatever. And I would tell them about the little test we did. And they said, well, yeah, but I still, I don't have the confidence in it. And I yeah. said, and look, again, confidence is everything. If you shoot whatever brand it is and you have confidence in it, that's great. You're I'm going to the field points out this year. That is, <laughs> that's right. It's all about shot play. That's why we try to get people to come shoot the range. You know, yeah. that's what it's. I've said for. that for years. It's, it's it's all. I mean, 100. About this earlier today. Yeah. About that shot placement. Well, you know, well, it's, it doesn't matter as long as it's sharp and you put it where it's supposed to go, not in the shoulder, not in the guts. Right. And it's going to be fine. And that's where people do get hung up on. The <laughs> Uh, uh, there it, is it, a ton it, of people that have this preconceived notion that I go to this shop and a lot of shops don't spend the time with their customers like we do. We want to make sure that it's as good as we can get it when you leave. They'll do other methods, we'll say it like that. And that person leaves, they shoot field points for a couple of months, they screw a broadhead on and then they go hunting. That broadhead was never fired at a target. They they sighted in with field points, and then that's where, oh, well, I was shooting broadhead X, and I'm never shooting it again because it did this. Well, you, 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 had, you didn't have any idea what it was gonna do. Are we here, I'm gonna pull my bow out the week before season, and I'm going hunting, and then they make a bad shot on the deer, and the next thing you hear is, well, I'm never shooting this brand again because or this bow, because, yeah, or it doesn't well, perform. It's always the equipment's fault. It is. Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah, always the equipment never to yeah. it on the equipment. Yeah, and nobody wants to admit they're a bad Indian. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it is what it is, you know. Not okay. all Indians were hunters. That's right. Saying. And there again, it doesn't take, if you want to go shoot targets, you don't have to have $3,800 worth of target archery equipment to go shoot targets. If you want to go kill deer, you don't have to have a $2,500 setup. 
to accomplish the same thing. Yeah, just click on the I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what the means. There, there, there was one guy today who, who shot traditional. He yes. shot a, uh, a recurve. Yes. And so we got to talking, and I'm like, man, that's pretty impressive. You know, not many guys shoot traditional mm -hmm. stuff. He's like, well, my next thing is is uh, spears. You were saying yes. He's like, my yes. next thing is to kill one with a spear. And he actually said that he can see the potential of spear hunting from a saddle. From a saddle. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. The range of motion. You you literally have Tim Wells. All the the platform this big. That's he doesn't right. have a saddle. I don't even know if he's tied to the tree, but he doesn't. I'm sorry, I cannot also, watch that dude. Sure, he's also fell off the tree spear. The way he he talks it's oh my God. Almost, dude. I would say methodical, but it, yeah. it is what it is. Did you, uh, yeah. Now we have to get y'all to come back Whenever we're actually like shooting. Huh? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm not a speed flasher. Look, all joking aside, so Bart got his new bow, right? His new target bow. And it's like three months later, and Bart said to shop my team, what's your new target bow? You know, set it up. And I was like, oh, I'm still bare shafted hairs. I'm like, what? Dude, it's been like three months. <laughs> Bart's I'm a perfectionist. He is definitely a perfectionist. I, I like it. I like it to be right. But when it's done, it's done. When it's done, I'm happy with it. Um, and I'm not the best shooter in the world. I'm not even, I would not consider myself a bow tech ever in any circle. I just like archery and working on archery stuff and I like learning stuff. I've got a hunting bow that it'll bear shaft arrows out to about 40 plus yards. Um, that's great. And I'm really happy and I'm really confident in that. Uh, is that necessary? Not even close. Bart has too much time on it. I have way too much time on my hands. But so who's your Botech? Who's his Botech? He is you are Ronnie, Ronnie. I'm a jack of all trades, master at none. Yep. <laughs> uh oh, what we got going? Does it turn off at one hour? I don't know. It just says heads up. Seven up. 60 minutes. Oh, you got five minutes. Five minutes to wrap it up. Yep. We have to get y'all to come back whenever we are having a tournament, and y'all have to come shoot a 3D tournament with us. I'm bringing the diamond. Uh, That's hey, I'm cool yeah, with that. Bring the diamond. Yeah. We need to go bow fishing. We need to go bow fishing. I've never done it. Dude, what? Your arms were hurt. We'll, look, we'll sidebar that real quick. We got four, four minutes. minutes. So, y'all, it's been a great weekend. We got one more day to go out there and have some fun with people sitting in saddles. So, thank you guys for inviting us to come. Hey, thank y'all. Y'all actually bring a lot of knowledge to the saddle industry just by what y'all do. The, That's the, awesome. The tribe before you buy. So, me personally, not speaking you know on behalf of American Hunter but me personally I want to say thank y'all for what y'all do and actually taking y'all's time to come out and hang yeah, with us our pleasure to do this yes. aside from that we just enjoy y'all's company man really yeah, yeah, no doubt. I can't believe hey, thanks to uh, to the cook for the fine food yes very much so some good Cajun food very much so it was awesome what was it again crawfish enchiladas, enchiladas. casserole casserole and and Shrimp and catfish cubion. Cubion. That is funny because they said that at the same time. Yeah. What's our other word? We'll talk about that afterwards.
What's mm-hmm. our other word? Well, we, we, we were in, when we were in uh, Georgia. Oh. We watched. We learned it on. Uh, shit out. The oh. Louisiana out, out or Louisiana law or whatever it was. Yeah. But look, y'all, y'all can find uh, American Hunter on Facebook at uh, American Hunter Covington, Louisiana. And uh, we just want to thank Southern Public Podcast. Uh, we enjoy it, man. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, we do Our appreciate pleasure. y'all. Yes. Yeah. All right, brother. Long way. We are counting down. That's it. That's it. That's it. Let's go. Y'all have a good one. Peace. See ya. Welcome to my house.